This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back into Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. We are a week away from UFC 274. To talk about that and other things, let's welcome back on friend of the show from BetSided. He is Reed Wallach, and we'll get to the fights here in just a second, Reed. But as the biggest Nets fan I know, bro, <laughs> I knew they sucked, but done that quick in four? What a collapse, man. Yeah, they, they wanted me to get my uh, summer early. They wanted me to get going early. I mean, I've done probably like, I don't even know how many radio hits. It's the first thing. We're doing a UFC show. I, I still have to talk about the Nets and uh, flaming out. Most competitive sweep, I think, of all time. Uh, I think 18 points average, uh, was the total margin of the four losses. But hey, you take the year unseriously, that's what you get, right? Poor execution down the stretch. Um, and, you know, tip my cap to Boston. They took advantage of a, I guess, I wouldn't say wounded, but like a, a not 100% Nets team. And, you know, credit to them. The most competitive sweep of all time. It's 18 like, points, man. 18 points. Very small I, margin. I finally kissed a girl, but it was my aunt. But that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, let's get into the fighting if we can, because it's not completely official, but I think it's going to go down. That's John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. The early lines are out. Stipe, in my opinion, Reed, the greatest heavyweight of all time. John Jones going to be a heavyweight for the first time. And John Jones comes in as a two-to-one favorite. Are you surprised the line came out that that heavy on the side of Bones? Yeah, I, this is like I'm betting Stipe at that number, right? Like, there's no that's clearly the side. Even if he loses and Jones uh, messes him up and he goes on to fight in Ganu or you know Gan, whatever. But you gotta bet Miocic if he's gonna be an underdog like this. Just veteran, he knows the weight class. I know he hasn't fought in a little bit, but got knocked out by Francis and Ganu. That's like not. It's not like he lost to you know some. Jabroni, he lost to the best heavyweight in the world right now. So, yeah, to me, this is Stipe. I haven't really been buying this John Jones hype train anyway. I or Do you guys see this any differently? I think this is a clear Stipe or pass. Well, I just, I, I've, I, when I hear things like John Jones hype train, I find that kind of like he's the greatest fighter of all time. Like it's, it's he a hasn't weird. Fought in like two years. Doesn't matter. He's he's right. like, Sorry, nobody, nobody, nobody's more. It's like if it was anybody else, I would get you. There's nobody more accustomed to chaos and delays in their career than John Jones. Like it's it's almost his superpower more so than his fighting is to just put <laughs> fighting aside and go win fights because he deals with drug tests or stuff outside the cage. I just I I, I look at that and I say, all right, maybe the weight class I I would say would be an issue, but the layoff is not the thing I would go to just because he has dealt with that literally since he has walked into the octagon. So are you, you would bet Jones at 
What's I don't even I haven't seen like an official line. It would be like minus, minus two hundred John Jones right you now. Would you take, take you would lay that Brandon at uh, minus two hundred. I think I would just because I think he's going to win. Like and Stipe is getting old, man. I think if we have to worry about somebody who is showing wear and tear, I would say it's Stipe who you know you can barely understand him in interviews anymore. <laughs> like the guy has the guy also takes a lot of long layoffs as well. He's even taking a longer layoff. Like John wants to do this fight in July and they're going to wait until September because Stipe says. That's when he's going to be at his best. Very courteous of John Jones to do that. But I, I, when I hear that, I wonder to myself, all right, well, what the hell's wrong with Stipe? Is he he's still not all the way back from, from, from losing the belt? What, 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 what's going on there? So that I, you know, I get it. I, I, you know, we're looking for chinks in the armor of John Jones, and he certainly has given plenty of material to people. But I still look at a guy who, if I, if I need somebody to go win a fight, he's better at it than basically everybody else who's, who's laced up, uh, put on a, put on a pair of uh, UFC gloves for it. I, I can't rush to lay that price just right. Like to me, it's steep air pass. I typically like, I'm always looking to bet the underdog anyway. And it's, it's a betting show and we like to play the odds. And sometimes you don't necessarily love the fighter or the fight. You just love the number. And I'm with you on this one, Reed. Like, and it's Richie's right. Like, there's nobody better coming back from BS and picograms and missed all these different things that John Jones has had moved, made the cards. Like, this guy's dealt with everything and come back from it. That being said, he's also getting older. He's also changing classes. And he's coming off a layoff. And his last couple of fights at lightweight, light heavyweight, he didn't look like the same John Jones. So I just think that it's all those things adding up. And I'm playing the plus 170. What about next week? Because we're now one week away. From UFC 274, read at the top of the card, it's Gaethje and Oliveira. I'd say the same thing. Like, I love the fight, but more, I love getting plus 145 on Justin Gaethje. Which way are you going to bet that one? Yeah, I haven't I haven't made a decision yet on how I'm going to go because, you know, Oliveira to me, he's so talented, but yet he's still it still feels like he's getting undervalued, right? Like, it doesn't feel like he's being priced as the champion. And... I am a big Justin Gaethje guy. I am a believer that Gaethje can be a champion. If I had to guess how I'm going to play this, it would be one. I, I imagine the price is going to be crazy, but um, inside the distance for sure, this fight it will not go to the cards. I might look at a Gaethje first round bet and then maybe come in live on Oliveira because I think then his submission game can maybe take over because Gaethje, he struggled with, you know, obviously ace grapplers before like, um, you know, obviously Khabib Nurmagomedov. And I don't know. I think Gaethje could win early, but the longer this goes, that just favors Oliveira. Both guys are going to be looking for violence, though. I'm thinking we get a quick fight here. I lean Gaethje, but I'm not, like, confidently, like, hey, I'm putting my, you know, flag in the sand here and saying I'm taking Justin Gaethje. He's a lock here. This is a – I just kind of lean because – I don't know. Oliveira puts himself in dangerous situations. I mean, do you guys see this maybe – I can't, this is a tough one, but I'm definitely pumped to watch. No, I'm with you there. As far as just a, a, a champion who feels like he's undervalued, it's a little bit weird. Cause you know, he went and won the championship that was vacant. So I don't know if that's a, uh, why people are slow rolling to give him the respect that he deserves. But I think that's probably been the thing I've been most impressive about is that he seems like he goes in there with a couple of killers and Michael Chandler, and Dustin Poirier. These are guys who are similar to Dustin in that they love those wars of attrition. They love to come forward and throw bombs. Um, maybe people think that Justin has a slighter edge of being a little bit more crazy to take more punishment, but I feel like Oliveira has shown just such a great ability to take some punishment and dish it out. And I don't think people maybe looked at him initially and said, Hey, that's what that guy's superpower is. That's what he's best at. But he is, uh, 
He's definitely made a believer out of me, that's for sure. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I I mean, again, Oliveira, I mean, what kind of winning streak is he on now? He hasn't lost in several years at this point, and he's running this up. It just, again, with this much violence, likely involved in this fight, both from Gaethje striking, Oliveira striking, and, you know, submission game. I'm not rushing to lay a minus 175. It just, again, you never, obviously there's a lot of variance in this. I would rather look in a prop market, Oliveira by submission, Gaethje round one. I'm going to look to maybe try and cash in on a bigger uh, payout rather than just like Oliveira minus 175. Yeah, Charlie Holland's win streak at this point, double digits. At 10, we're talking with Reed Wallet from Betsided here on the BetQL Network. So you like playing the underdog that same night. Tony Ferguson, El Kikui. You get three to one on El Kikui right now against Michael Chandler, but you're shaking your head no. No, no, no dice for me here. Uh, to, like when you're done, you're done. When you're over the hill, like you have to know when it's time to just fold them when you're betting some of these fighters. And Tony Ferguson, he is over the hill. Michael Chandler, this guy is always going to go to war. And it's been brutal to watch Ferguson in the ring the last, you know, few times out there. You know, we talked about Charles Oliveira. He that was like just brutal to watch. So no interest in this fight. If the price is big enough, maybe Ferguson will just stand in there for a while and maybe take like Chandler, you know, round three Chandler by decision, just because Ferguson kind of stands in there and takes such a beating for a while. But to me, this is like find ways to bet Chandler to win. And don't go near Ferguson. It's like, there's a reason why he's over three to one at this point. Reed, what about the uh, the co-main event? Rose Namajunas, Carla Sparza rematch years in the making. Uh, Thug Rose, you know she she looks kind of a like the 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 tip of everything right now when it comes to that division. But do you think uh, Carla has anything for her in this one? No, I was at I I left Rose's last title fight like incredibly impressed. I was on the other side. I didn't think Rose had. The gas tank, I didn't think she had the grappling advantage, and she looked like a champion. And you see this late run from Esparza. She's kind of like, I don't want to say falling backwards into wins, but like kind of like grinding out, like slow-paced, prodding victories. Like not impressive, not something that's going to win a title, in my opinion. So I think Rose, she has the edge in striking. I don't think she's going to fall into this like Esparza, almost like quicksand, like Gets like obviously as far as a fantastic gra- grappling, getting this to the man and kind of just slowing the fight to a halt. I just don't think Rose is going to fall into that. I think she's too calculated. Um, I like Rose here. Probably going to look to play by decision, maybe as a parlay piece, but I like Rose to retain the belt. I'm uh, curious what you think of this one. This is kind of like the uh, the battle of the fan favorites with Joe Lozon versus Donald Cerrone. It's actually the first time I've even looked at the numbers on it, but I'm surprised that Cerrone is as heavy a favorite as he is. Like we have not seen Donald Cerrone get his hand raised in a while. Yeah. Um, and I love Cowboy Cerrone. I mean, like if you don't like Cowboy Cerrone, I don't understand how you like mixed martial arts, but um, are you surprised by that? Like Joe Lozon is always froggy and, and able to pull out some wins every now and then. Uh, I was a little surprised to see Donald in that, in that type of spot, as far as the odds makers are concerned. 
Yeah. Uh, Cerrone, it looks like he had that one little run to the top. He got that fight against McGregor, and now it's like really kind of t- – like that was like it. That was the last run. And I was just talking about Tony Ferguson. you got to know when to fold on these guys. you got to know when they're over the hill. And I think we're having another opportunity here. I'm not like running to bet Lazon. I'm probably going to end up betting him just because I like the spot. I like the number. But like if Cerrone was able to grind this out, it's more – He's so chinny now. He could easily just get finished so easily, and that would just be it. So, again, I'm not looking to back a favorite here. This is lays on or pass for me. The opposite of chinny is Kamaru Usman. I don't know if you caught wind of this, but GSP says that, and I'm quoting, there's a lot of guys that can beat Kamaru Usman. Do you agree with the fact that anybody can beat Kamaru Usman? I don't know about anybody, but, like, like I think Colby Covington gave Usman a run. I mean, Colby had him, like, kind of wobbled a little bit. Gilbert Burns wobbled him a little bit. I think if they ever fight Shemaev, could wobble him. So, like, I don't think Usman is the – I think right now he is in a tier of his own, but I wouldn't say he's some unbeatable – like, if we, in the next year, if Shemaev gets a shot at him, Colby probably, that's it for him. But, like, if Shemaev gets a shot at him and, like, Shemaev wins, like, in a first-round knockout, that would not surprise me at all. I think Usman can be hit. It's more that he's so much bigger than a lot of his opponents. He's able to kind of overwhelm them with the grappling, push it against the cage. But Jemayev is a monster. I mean, he is he towered over Gilbert Burns. So I think if those two got in the octagon, I would probably be on Jemayev, like first-round knockout, stuff like that. Yeah, Hamza Jemayev and Gilbert Burns, to me, was – and I said that it was one of the, like, six or seven best fights that I've ever seen. That was the probably, I think, the day after. I'm sticking with it. Like, I just went back and watched that, man. I – because the hype actually matched up to it. And read before you get out of here, coming up tonight, uh, Rob Font takes on Cheeto Vera. Which way are you playing that? Uh, I'm going to be on Rob Font. I think that we're getting a discount with Font. Lost his last fight to Jose Aldo. Like, that's no disrespect. I mean, first of all, Font, I thought, looked pretty good in that fight. He ended up losing because he kind of lost the championship rounds. But he went five rounds. Marlon Vera, I think he's kind of beating up on bad competition, beat up on Frankie Edgar, and I thought that fight was pretty close. It's kind of like a typical... You know, I come on the show and tell you guys all the time. It's about like buying and selling these guys. Like Rob Font off a loss, Vera off two straight wins. So we're getting, I think, like a near pick them. I think Font's clearly the size. I think Font's a contender. So I'll take the like minus 130, minus 135 on Rob Font. I think he gets the job done probably by decision. He's got great information. He's got great hair, man. If I could grow hair. He's got a haircut kind of yesterday. Thanks for noticing. Bro, that is looking good. Though. Reed Wallach joining us here from bedside once again on Tapped Out. Thanks, my friend. Thank you.